The Give Back Model is a podcast where I'll be having conversations with entrepreneurs who have successfully built charitable giving into the heart of their business models. It's important to note that every entrepreneur will have their own model and they're on their own unique journeys of giving back. I'm Christine Petrella, and throughout this podcast, I'll talk with entrepreneurs who have figured out the right way to team up with charitable organizations and some entrepreneurs who have that heart and are ready to give back and they're at the start of their journey. I'll also sprinkle in some quick talk with business owners whose give back comes in ways of hosting special events, employee-driven volunteer work, or special business incentives with a large charitable donation at the end. Today's guest is Amy Klein, co-founder of Give Her Courage. Give Her Courage is an educational and retail company with a mission to help girls and women have the courage and confidence to quote, just be you and make their dreams come true. Today, Amy will be talking about the importance of vetting partners and the patience required when starting up your entrepreneurship journey. Amy is a former online TV host. She will make you laugh until you cry and find a way to make every hashtag mom life moment humorous, even on the days when adulting seems too hard. Amy has an award-winning sales and leadership background of coaching and managing very dynamic teams. As a coach, Amy has built her career on bringing out the best in everyone around her and helping each person she touches perform at their best and believe in themselves. As a co-founder of Give Her Courage, Amy has committed her life's work to helping women know their worth and break through the paradigm that comes with age. Today, I'll be chatting with one of my most favorite human beings on the entire planet, Amy Klein is the co-founder of Give Her Courage. Amy, thank you so much for all of your patience and being one of the guests on my new podcast. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and I'm excited for your journey with the Give Back model. Thank you. I'm excited for this journey. I don't know what it's going to hold, but we'll figure this out, right? That's the point. Exactly. Now, not only is Amy a mother of two beautiful children, a wife, but she is also one of the most transparent, driven, and funny entrepreneurs that I have ever met. So I would love to dive in. I want everybody to learn more about Give Her Courage. And I want to know about this give back. But first, I would like to know where Give Her Courage took its first breath. So Give Her Courage actually took its first breath about the time you were pregnant with Evie because I was pregnant with Parker, my daughter. So my partner and I am a co-founder of The Courageous Brand. We had been friends for a very, very long time. I had success in corporate America and sales and leadership, Kelly as well, but also with her own. She had been an entrepreneur for a while in scaling businesses. And she had a daughter who's actually just turned seven. I was pregnant with my daughter and we just realized that there was really no resources for girls from children's books, because that's, that's kind of how we got started, to uh, educational programs where girls were learning entrepreneurial skills, leadership skills, you know, the soft skills, how to believe in themselves and be confident and be courageous and celebrate other women. And a lot of that came from my own experiences in corporate America myself. I mean, just being a woman leader and managing men versus women, I saw a huge huge disparity between men being very confident and driven and vocal about what they wanted to do and not scared to screw up and, you know, present ideas where I saw, and, and, you know, it was across the board. I wouldn't say that it was all women and all men, but just 
a clear disparity. Women, it was just more, there was a lot more doubts. And then this, can I have children? Can I make this work? Do I want this? More coaching to get someone to stand up for what they deserve. You know, the second part to that was also just that I really didn't have any women mentors in corporate America. I've only had bad experiences, which is really sad to say. All of my mentorship came, good mentors came from men. And I just felt like there was this, you know, you're on like isolation island. Like there could only be one woman doing well. And as women, we have so much to share with each other and we all go through so much together. So I think it was just this idea on my why and Kelly was very similar. And we had courage and we had confidence and we had success. And we wanted to make sure that we were teaching all girls that they they believe in the power of you. You can make your dreams come true and, and learn the fundamental or, uh, fundamentals early on. So we started with the book, Just Be You, and then it turned into an educational and a retail brand. Well, I've ordered that book. <laughs> it is an incredible book. And so when you started that journey, and so you were you were courageous and you were confident, and you are very successful in the corporate world. So when you decided to make that leap into the entrepreneurship that is Give Her Courage today, how courageous and confident were you in yourself to be able to start this company and then also be leaders for young girls and women too? I mean, I've been on your website and I know that you've been, it's actually helped me personally. How confident were you to make that leap and start that type of journey? I would say courage. I did not lack courage. I've never lacked courage. That is something that I think really women need to understand that because you have courage doesn't mean you're scared. Courage really just means that you are choosing to face your fears because you want to complete a goal or a challenge or a dream. You're just choosing to face them. So always had the courage to face my fears and my doubts and anything that I'm scared of in the face. I was confident in our mission and what we were doing. I was not confident in being an entrepreneur because I had not been one yet. You know, four and a half years in, I could still say there's ebbs and flows of, of feeling confident and feeling doubtful. And I think that's completely normal. But starting my business, I was confident in what I was doing. And I think that's a lot of what will carry you through is that like your mission, your legacy, the things that you want to do, even though you're going to go through a ton of trials and tribulations as, as you build your business and have self-doubt, right? Through many things, you're confident in what you're doing and that keeps you going. Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned that you didn't really have that figure that was able to kind of mentor you throughout the corporate world. So when you decided to start this and you worked with one of your best friends, Kelly, she was in that leadership role already. So, you know, she is a coach. She does have a very successful business. So how important was it to you to partner with someone who could not only help you with this journey as an entrepreneur, but also help, you know, she, she had to have some influence on you, coaching you and helping you through this. If I could say that there was any mentor for me, it would be Kelly because outside of corporate America was this, is that Kelly did build a really successful coaching company. What was cool with, with that is for Kelly and I is that she was a great mentor in terms of, you know, the support system of what you go through when you build a business because it is not an easy journey. And what was also really interesting too is that neither of us had zero fashion or a retail background. So she was starting from scratch again too. So it was really nice to see also somebody who had been so successful in one arena and have zero 
clue. Like we had zero clue what we're doing. Me, myself, successfully in corporate and then come here and I'm like clueless what we're doing. But it's all around the same fundamentals of success of what gets you there, right? It's the resilience. It's the mental toughness. It's the solution being solutions oriented. So it's applying all those things just in a different space. So she was a great mentor to me as an aunt. She, she will always be as an entrepreneur and, and her tenacity. And, and she's a great compass in seeing things and being patient. But it actually, I think, helped me to see that like, okay, she's clueless like me in this one part, but she's all of her qualities are transferable, right? Across the spaces. And I love that you say you guys are figuring it out or you were clueless because there's so many entrepreneurs that I'm talking to and that I'm meeting with, or just friends of mine who say, shouldn't I have to have it all figured out? And why don't I have it all figured out? But you don't, that's part of the whole experience. No one's going to have it all figured out. So my favorite part, why I'm doing this podcast is I want to talk about your give back. So your 10%, that's the number we're going to focus on here. What is 10% of all your proceeds going to? What is that doing? Yeah. So our 10% has completely evolved in the four years that we have been in business. And I think I could really speak to this for companies. We were originally doing 10% of all our proceeds going to helping kids get their fair shot. So Charities like Save the Children, Girls Incorporated, Girls on the Run, those type of charities. And then most recently, we switched in January to 10% of our proceeds going to help fund scholarships for girls in need in our Entregirl Leadership Program for our six-month program, which launches June 21st to November 21st. And what we learned through this, we're still evolving, we're not going to stay where we're at now, is that when we launched this company, we had a mission and a goal in terms of a legacy that we want to leave and always want to be giving back in some way. As you launch your business, right, legally, like that's why I can't say we gave to, we partnered with, you have to spend a certain amount of money to partner with someone to say like, there's a, if it's a one-for-one one match, like if you think about like a Tom's or a Bomba socks, like it's a one-for-one one match, that's very expensive and you're not going to be able to do that. What is nice about allowing your charities to evolve, but always being committed to giving back is that you can immediately be a company that gives back without having to spend that kind of money. So for us, what we did is we vetted out charities and I can talk to you about that as well, but we vetted out charities that we knew were reputable and we knew we weren't in in any kind of position to be spending a certain amount of dollar amount to legally say we're giving to this. So we chose a bunch that focused on girls and children in education and getting them things that they needed. And we knew that they were reputable. You know, again, our end goal is to do a one-for-one match. So now we've moved and taken a little bit more control because we know could we can directly give entrepreneurship scholarships for girls in need. And then we'd like to move something where we can go even bigger outside of our business. So for instance, Kelly, her company just built a well for drinking water in Malawi right? And she partnered with somebody. That's what we want to do, but you just can't do that up front. So you have to always be committed to giving back because that's, to me, that's what we need to do as, as humans, right? But don't feel like you can't because you can't sponsor or say, right, where you're going. You can vet out charities. You can give your 10% like we initially did to a bunch of ones that are a cause that we, causes generally consistently that we care about. Now we're moving it over to something we feel like we're directly control of and we get to see a real result. It's hard to take 10% and spread it across 10 different charities for girls and kids, right? From there, we're working on something. You can have me back on. Can't really talk about it yet. Where we're going to be even bigger, similar to what Kelly's doing. 
So it's an evolution, but it's really, really important that immediately you're contributing in any way that you can. That's powerful because again, there's going to be entrepreneurs listening who just want to throw their money into a give back, but you have to do that research. You have to vet those companies and you have to make sure that you're legally doing what you can do and also your your bottom line. Yes. That's the other thing. It's got to be 10% proceeds, right? If you're not making any money, how are you going to get back, right? So you have to have all your business models down. And I would say it's real for, for vetting out the charities. I mean, what we really did is we looked at reputable companies that we believed in that were giving to these charities. We took a look at, you can go to the IRS, you can see if they're the 501C. You can go to your attorney general in your state, you can see that they have a license, right? Because the other part of this is, and I think this is what scares entrepreneurs away, is there are some bad charities out there. There's some fraud, a lot of fraud. There's a lot of things that come out later and people are scared to get involved. You know, it starts out as a good charity and then all of a sudden you hear, you know, the CEO has taken a huge cut and there's all these things. So that's, that's honestly why Kelly and I are working. We're moving away from what we were doing. We were never going to be invested in just these, but we want to be directly impacting and have direct almost control to the best of our ability of what's happening. And I think that's where you want to get to. But in the meantime, you can go to the IRS, you can go to the attorney general, you can find out that the charities you are dispersing amongst are reputable. So lesson learned. And moving forward, you have this Entre Girls Leadership Academy, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's a mentorship program and your lineup that I saw on your website is incredible. So everyone from Scarlett Estevez to Gabby Goodwin and Lexi P, both young, amazing entrepreneurs, Karen Chen, who's a champion figure skater. So these are big names for young girls. What has been a driving message that is maybe consistent throughout those mentors? What's their driving message that's really hitting home to these students? We do a lot of different mentorships in the academy. And we like to call the celebrities you're speaking to the the peer-to-peer, right? So when these girls come on, they're talking about their success and how they got there. So there's that part of it. But they're also talking about how they handle social situations that, you know, middle schoolers or sixth, seventh, and eighth graders are going through. So what I found even more so than the success that they've had, how they've been able to impact the girls in a social way. So for instance, social media bullying, like Jillian Spader, who's on Walk the Prank and all that. She talks about how she just literally does not allow negativity on her social media. We don't either. We don't need 500 comments. We'll delete the comments and have 10 be under our thing. And that's what happens. If you look at celebrities and you look at these big names and they and you know they're making the algorithm show up because they have 9 million comments, if you read some of the comments, they're not good comments. They're mean, they're negative. People are fighting each other and that's what adds up and that's why people allow it. She doesn't allow it. So that negativity and people saying mean things about her body or whatever it is, she just deletes it. She doesn't care, right? We have a similar way in which we do things at the Courageous Brand too. And it really, I think she helped the girls see that a lot of like the negativity and the, the social media bullying, it actually happens to girls as big as her, but it's what you're going to allow, right? So what they're learning from these girls, I think, is the fact that everything that these celebrities are going through, whether it's positive body image, like they have days where they don't feel good about themselves and they work on being strong, right? That all those things, they're going through them and so are the girls and it's normal. It's like they're normalizing it and they're showing a positive way in how to handle social issues. I would say on 
the business front, the biggest thing that they've learned is that every single one of these girls have took imperfect action every single day. They tried and they kept going and they were resilient and they were gritty and they didn't give up. And that's how they got to where they were. And that challenge, you know, I think a thing for girls, a big thing is that, you know, everything has to be perfect. And if something happens or something goes wrong, then we just kind of back away and you'll see consistency amongst all the girls that come on there that they face some pretty tough challenges and they kept going and that's why they are where they are. Incredible. And I, I found on your website that hit me hard about what you're saying is the number one type of bullying in girls from ages 10 to 15 is name calling. Mm-hmm. And that's why what you're doing and what you and Kelly are doing is so incredibly important because it's going to happen at any age, no matter what. But we might be at our age a little bit more equipped to try and handle that bullying and that type of bullying and that name calling, where these girls who might not have as much confidence need that help and they need that peer to peer. So the Santa Girls leadership, I'm very excited because I don't know if you can see, but I am wearing yeah, the hoodie. That's great. And, you know, it's a great message to be able to tell people, you know, it says authentic on the back to be able to tell people, you know, what a percentage of the proceeds of supporting this brand is going to. And that peer to peer is so incredibly important. And to transfer into the sweatshirt, you not only have published books and have this leadership academy, but you have this incredible retail brand. And what I love about it is I found, again, on your website, your website is blowing my mind with the amount of information you're offering. You're so transparent, and I love that. But you've managed to help save 500 million gallons of water last year alone by choosing partners whose products are made of organic cotton, recycled polyester. So my question to you, Amy, how do you even know that this is a path you need to take to find a partner? And then how do you find a partner that's going to help you with this sustainably sourced clothing? I think so. So the first part is making sure, again, going back to being responsible, right? To being responsible as a company. And I think that that's something in the past that companies set out to assure you want to be a profitable business. You need to be a profitable business. But in the past, I feel like that was the only thing thought of. It wasn't thought of like, what else are we doing? So for instance, I mean, from how Kelly and I think about things, right? The fashion industry is like literally the number two most water intensive industry out there. It's cotton. So because of the irrigation of the cotton, they're using so much water. So today, you know, just from research and trying to understand that everything we do, however we're doing it, we want to do it in the most responsible way. That's our first part. So knowing that using recycled materials, so using things like organic cotton, you're using less water. Like you said, we saved 500 million gallons. We were part of, we didn't. We were part of saving 500 million gallons of water last year because who we use. The other thing is it's recyclable. So instead of that plastic bottle going into the landfill, it's being put into the clothing. But in actuality, from a technology standpoint, it makes the clothing softer, more comfortable, easier, right? And so it's being thoughtful and understanding that first and knowing what we're doing so that whatever we move forward and wherever we go, we're doing it in in the best way possible. And then the second part is finding connections that are doing it that way, that are responsibly made, sustainably sourced and responsibly made. When your things are being made or outside, you want to make sure that 
there are laws in place and that the people who are working there are, you know, being treated well and, and all of that that goes into it. So that was the first part. The second part is a lot, a lot of networking. Um, social media is, as people say, also is bad, is also a wonderful thing. You start looking to find who you're connected to, to who she's connected to, to who he's connected to. You st- we started in a collaborations. We worked different relationships there and we used our Facebook groups to put out. I mean, we just did everything and everything from having strong networking skills and knowing zero people in the fashion industry to get connected to somebody that is. However, I will say we're going to be moving in spring 2022. We're going to be releasing a new line coming soon. And before we were using a liaison who does work with sustainability. Now we want to go direct. So we'll be even moving further. So it's again, evolving. We continue to keep evolving. But the point is, is whatever you're doing, whatever space you're getting into, just make sure the way it's being done is done responsibly. And then look for, when you start networking, look for people who are doing it the right way. So the takeaways there are vetting, properly vetting, doing your research, networking. Because as you said earlier in a video that I watched that you've done, entrepreneurs sometimes want to hold that close, hold that, those networks close and those contacts close. So by networking and building your brand, you're also making connections that are going to help you move to the next level. Let's relate this back to you and I were pregnant at the same time, both times, both of our kids. And I remember there were moments where we would say, no one told us about this. Why didn't anyone warn us? Why didn't anybody tell us about this? You're figuring it out on your own. So to entrepreneurs that are listening, what would you like to tell them that kind of you wish you knew when you were starting to vet your partners and get involved in the give back? I think one of the biggest things you need, number one, is patience and research. One of the big mistakes we made, and we were in several collaborations and we've evolved from on both sides, is that just because somebody is further than you are and may be able to help you or or is more knowledgeable, it doesn't necessarily mean that you need to bite then. You have to be patient and you have to do what's right for your company. And there is no overnight success. Every business you're looking at that's successful is 10 years in the making, right? So social media portrays this image that everybody, you know, has had has been successful day one in their business. I mean, no, you're not going to be, you're not going to see an ROI till about two and a half, three years in your business to start seeing that be made. And so just know that and don't feel rushed to make a decision that's going to compromise any of your pillars, like anything that you believe in because you feel like you're not where you need to be. I love that. So having the patience when getting up and running. Totally. So the Give Back Model podcast is recognizing, obviously, businesses and entrepreneurs who give back. Do you remember a recent purchase that you may have made or a company that you've researched? Who have you supported recently that give back? My latest would be Bombas, the socks, uh, Damon John. I love Damon John. Kelly and I actually, he was part of the um, Game Changer event too. And he does a lot of a lot of wonderful things, but I think he's just involved in the company. I don't know like the landscape of him, but they brought it to my attention and I checked them out. And then I saw that they do a one-to-one match. That's like our goal. We are doing it with entrepreneur leadership, but to be even more deeper outside of, of us, every single pair of socks goes to one pair go to somebody in the homeless community. So I, I like that. I love anything that's like the one-to-one match. I am the same way. Another reason why I started this podcast. So I'm going to ask you a question. It's 
going to hit you a little hard, but your daughter, Mm -hmm. when she is telling Amy Klein, her mother's story to the world one day, Mm -hmm. how will she describe her mom's life mission? That her mom was adamant in helping girls believe in the power of you to make your dreams come true. Amazing. Amy, you are, again, one of my most favorite people on the planet. I absolutely love having you. I learned a lot. You should see the notes that I'm taking down. <laughs> Is there anything else you would like to tell the world about Give Her Courage? You know, we, we've got big things coming up. I would say follow along. We're, we're Right now, we're working on an entrepreneurship curriculum to be brought into private and public schools for the fall. We're looking you know, to, to branch out and license and do summer camps. And uh, you should follow along on our fashion journey because we had zero, zero connections and zero experience. And we're going to be sharing that as we evolve our collection into the spring. So you can go to Give Her Courage and follow along there uh, on Instagram. You can go to giveercourage.com on our website and check out everything we do. Thank you, Amy. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for having me. There are so many takeaways from the amazing Amy Klein. Patience is a key attribute that any entrepreneur must have. Because you got to think about it. It could take at least two and a half to three years to see an ROI. So furthermore, having that strong female leader and those mentors is a space that's been lacking in the past. But through the Entre Girls Leadership Academy, their regular blog posts, social media engagements, Give Her Courage is setting a new standard for how women and girls should support one another celebrate each other's differences, and shut down negativity together. From an entrepreneur standpoint, Amy can't stress enough that proper vetting is so important. They looked at many reputable companies. They went to irs.gov, the attorney general in the state. They did their research. You need to do the proper networking and research into the organizations that you wish to support and team up with. It's just an absolute must. No negotiations. Now, Amy and her partner, Kelly, have taken a unique approach and started their own leadership academy. That way, they're able to be in control of their give back model. They're bringing speakers to the table who have some incredibly strong messages and are well known in the community of these young women. The academy is all about instilling courage and confidence in our future women so that they can break through the glass ceilings and change the world. Incredible message, incredible business, incredible give back, So please consider supporting Give Her Courage and continue to do your research on how you can help give back. Thank you for joining me on this journey. And let's see how we can link our values with our spending habits. 